0: Thank you, Jason. Morning guys, how are we going? Jeeby <laughs> boy. Yes, I've got a stacked load of paper. But that's all right because I don't have my glasses, so it's all in big font. So it's not too much for a worry, okay? How are we going guys? Wow. Loving like Jesus. You done good, Glocko. you have done good. you know when I first got married guys and I turned around and here's Inga in a nice beautiful white dress walking down the aisle and I tell you what when I first saw her my heart leapt, leapt for joy and I was all excited and didn't know what to do and it was really good you see the funny thing is I want to talk about how God loves or how Jesus loves today. Now, the thing is, a lot of it has to do with looking, okay? Let's look at the dictionary for a minute. What is love? It's an intense feeling, a deep affection for, or a fondness for a person or a thing or, 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 or great liking. It's also interesting to note that it's also a verb, which is a doing word. Thank you very much, Leanne, for that one. Um, it w- which I thought was very interesting. Love is doing, okay. It's not just, oh yeah, I like that, you know. Also, it's interesting to note that the Greeks, I think, I think English really, it's very hard to communi- communicate properly in English. The Greeks are an amazing culture. You know, they've got f- four, five, five, four words for love. Okay, for example, I eross my light, my wife. OK? I affiliate my, my friend Jason or Alan. OK? Including you, Rick. I affiliate you? No, I won't. No. I agape my children, which means there's unconditional love, as well as my daughter's, my daughter up the back and everyone else up there as part of my family. And I staunch my car. If I think it's is that correct, staunch? Okay, so like of a thing. So the Greeks are pretty amazing. They can actually um, th- they can actually uh, e- express different things, and I think that's good. Compassion it includes pity, but it's also incl- inclining someone to help or to be merciful to another. Now that just touched me because it's not not the pity part. But the compassion part, you know, compassion is the most common emotion Jesus felt, which I thought was quite amazing. Now, a lot of this stuff comes from a book I, I recently read called Love Walks Amongst Us, and that really uh, amazed me. And I started to look into this, and I thought that was pretty amazing. Do you know that there are 40 scriptures in the Gospels about Jesus looking? seeing so let's go to the first scripture mark chapter 6 verse 34 oh wow that's good when jesus landed and saw a large crowd he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd so he began teaching them many things so you can see here jesus jesus stepping out of the boat paints a picture he's looking at the people He can see them. Looking brings about that compassion. Luke 7, 13. There we go. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Don't cry, he said. So he saw through the crowd and looked for the woman. Isn't that interesting? If you go on using the same storyline in Matthew chapter 9 verse 20 to 22 in my eyes even though it's big font I'm finding it hard to see so I'll turn here and look at that. Just then a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak she said to herself if I only touch his cloak I'll be healed. If only. Jesus turned and saw her take heart daughter he said your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. So what, oh, I've got all over my fingers. You'll notice by that story, nothing she did helped. In some versions it says she only grew worse. She spent everything to be healed. Now in that society of the first century church, in the Jewish culture. She was an outcast. She was so-called unclean. She could not mix with community. She could not mix with her family, her friends. She was resented or rejected. But she didn't care about what other people thought. She thought, if only I could just touch. She didn't care. She had to fight. She had to act. She acted. She fought through the crowd, knowing full well that they could call her out, unclean, unclean. But she didn't care. She fought. She fought. She fought. She fought. She pushed. She, she finally got to where Jesus was and just barely touching the hem of her, his robe. And he was healed. He was healed. She was healed. Like that. I can't click oil on my fingers. Wow. So it was an act of her faith. She had to act on that. Now, I just want to touch on that, okay? I want you to, like, in computer speak, you have your hard drive and your RAM memory. So the information you're continuously using will be put into your RAM. So I want you to grab that thought of her acting and just put it into your RAM. Just hold it it there for a minute. Oil. So she needed to act. Let's look at Luke 10, 31 to 33. See, what I'm doing is I'm building something up here. A priest happened to be going down. This I like this one. A priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed on the other side. So you see, a priest saw this person who was beaten up and gotten stolen and someone stole all his stuff. The priest walked past him, a priest who you think would be a godly man, an example of God for others in the community. Thirty-two. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him pass by on the other side. Now, isn't that interesting? A Levite who is a um, a, a temporal servant. Okay, I suppose like the guys that put out the chairs the guys that do the offerings and things like that and they're, they're, they're good people they're, they're, they're of right standing in the community and they serve in the house of God imagine him, he's walking along and he saws him saws him, he saws him <laughs> speak English much, he sees him so he walks on up so he saw this person and he walked on up and looked at him and then he passed by Again, put that in your rare memory for a minute. Then a despised Samaritan, or in other verses, versions, a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Now, what I'm building up to, which is very interesting, <clears throat> as I said before, it's important to look. It's mentioned over 40 times in the Gospels. Jesus looked or stopped, okay, interesting, so how should we love, how did Jesus love really, if you step back and look at it, Jesus stopped and looked, he had compassion, then he acted. Let's look at, go back to the previous verse, please, Kirsten. So a priest happened to be walking down the same road, and when he saw the man, so he saw the man. Yeah! Yes. Verse 32. So to a Levite, when he came to the place, he saw him. So this is interesting. When it comes to loving people, you can stop and look at someone then as a human, you have a choice to make. You either have compassion for the person or you judge the person. I hate being a human sometimes, you know why? Because I'm always judging people. Now it's very interesting because, you see, as I said before, when when we look at someone we have that choice to make. Are you, let's look at an analogy of, you've got kids in a playground, they're playing. The mothers would probably understand this more than the blokes, the blokes would be standing there laughing and saying, ha ha ha, suck eggs, wish I had that on video. But the mothers, the boy, the little kid will fall over and cry, he skinned his knees straight away. What does a mother want to do? Looks and sees a child, oh, the compassion, the heart of a compassionate mother, okay? Now, what does the bloke do? (laughs) Mate, I should have gotten that and put it on YouTube. That would have been awesome. So I'm not saying men are bad. What I'm saying is, and I'm digging myself in a hole here, the fact remains is when we see something, we have a choice to make, okay? Okay, I don't know which bottle to drink from, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't be doing the oil at all. <laughs> exactly right. Me as a dad all brushing off. You're all right. Tell your story we're walking. Run it off. You'll be okay. You see, we always judge, don't we, guys? I hate that. It infuriates me. But compassion... <laughs> Like the love we experience in marriage, it can grow. Has anyone thought of that? Compassion grows because it's part of the actual reality of love. Love is not an emotion. It's a spiritual thing. As I said, the Greeks have got different words for love. Now I can say, wow, my love. Oh, thank you. Better not be a vogta. Tomorrow, is here. Being Russian she would have given me vodka wouldn't she (laughs) thank you my love try not get the wrong one this time but love in itself as a part of compassion as opposed to compassion itself it can grow if you let it you see as I said love is not An emotion, it is spiritual. Now the thing is, God loves us spiritually. He loves us. And it's shown out of the emotion of someone's heart. Okay? And that's very important. So let's say, for example, if I decided to stop and look at someone. If you look at Jesus, he looked at the woman in the temple putting two mites in. Okay, it's not like me coming up right now and having a look at Rick. Made me look pretty creepy, wouldn't it? <laughs> Standing there looking at Rick, hey? He's probably thinking, what on earth are you going about? No, it's your everyday walk of life. What do you see? Okay walking around with Stephen on a regular basis, my son. Yeah, yes, it is you. He's autistic, he's a wonderful boy, he's in the now. I don't know how many people we've seen as he's walking past, straight away they stop, they look, and then they judge. Do you know how many times we've had that? How much frustration that brings about as, as a parent. And guess what happens? We triangulate. I release my frustrations on him, which is not right. One of the other reasons why I don't like being a human. But I love being saved. But there are other times, especially in this church, the first time we first came to this church when it was in Albion Park, Stephen being Stephen, oh wow, we're going, and he ran in, ran in. And I'm going, Stephen, Stephen, slow and stop. <coughs> Stephen stop stop excuse me for the water and he just said no 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 just let him go let him go yeah. and I thought oh, okay interesting you see what we did was we used Stephen as our litmus test for this church to see how yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would we be accepted as a family yeah. or are we going to be judged there was a lady in this church a long time ago. Unfortunately, she, she, she's not with us now. Uh, I don't know where she is. I'm, I don't think she's taken to be with the Lord, but she's not <laughs> worshipping with us at the moment. But we were just going, Stephen, stop interrupting, come down, come down, And the lady says, oh, it's okay, let him be. He's all right, he's okay. He's all right, it's okay. Just You sit down and you relax, it's okay. And that was our litmus test. And I thought, wow, that was interesting. That girl or that girl, that lady had compassion compassion on Stephen, compassion on us you see, she was a wonderful lady, she, 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 she I think she moved on to, to another church because she moved, but she had such a compassionate heart, you see it can grow, your actions, love is in action remember love, a verb, it's a doing word okay, you have compassion you love, you do it it's all well and good to have a tear and, oh, and give me a hug and that's it, no, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? So as I said, you see something, you look. Why is it such an issue for looking? It's because when you look, what are you doing? You're stopping. You're putting your own personal life on pause and you're paying attention to someone else. You're not looking at your own little things. woe well, is me, or oh, my belly navel, vent, lint, and all that stuff. You're not looking in in inside in you. It's all about me, me, me. No, what are you doing? You stop and you're looking, you're looking at someone else. I'm looking at Frankie here. I stop and I look at her. What am I doing? Okay. I'm pausing my life and I'm looking at her. I'm making an assertive decision to look outside myself. From there. I have a choice to make. I can judge. And how do you know if someone judges you? From that point, what do you do? I'll just keep moving on with my own life. I don't care about them. I'm worried about myself now. What have you just done? You've cut off the compassion in your heart straight away. You've stopped it from growing. You've seized it. It's like you've seared it. You've stopped that compassion from growing. You've made that choice and now you don't want to love so you're walking off. You're in your own little world now. But the key, what God wants to do is he wants us not to judge. He doesn't want us to stop that compassion. He wants us to continue with it. Now, it's interesting because if you choose not to judge, if you choose to hold that compassion in your heart, it's dangerous. Because if you hold that compassion in your heart, straight away, the first thing that's going to happen is it's going to make you feel uncomfortable because it's going to force you to act. Remember faith? Faith is action. Remember love? It's a verb. It's a doing word. It's going to force you to act. It can move you to action, as I said. It can force you to look outside yourself. It can make you feel uncomfortable because you're now out of your comfort zone. It's like being in a whole, like being in a room of all these, whoever's been to a work function, if it's management, okay, not a party, my love, but a work function. A professional work function and you come in and you know no one there what's the first thing you want to do either back out or find a corner to hide in or go oh where's the bar i'll go get a drink or where's the snack so i'll start eating okay but what do you got to do with that confidence you, you got to build that confidence so what do you do you go up and introduce yourself you step outside your personal space and say hi how are you going on phil you see? Thank you, Stephen. You're wonderful. You see, the thing is if you act, you risk humiliation. You risk ridicule. And that fear and, and you risk rejection as well. And that fear is it's a, a weld, it's a seizing moment. That fear can stop anything. And I'll tell you what, when I first realised I've got to preach, I think I preached six times in this church. Yeah, I've got this down pat, no worries. For some reason, this time, the fear of the enemy seized me. I could not do this. I don't know why. But thankfully for uh, Kay and Tony, that fear broke off me. But I'll tell you what, the next day when I woke up, I thought, jeez, that's right, I've got, to, I've got to preach next week. <gasps> Straight away, fear ended me again. And I said, no, 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 hang on, no, i stop that. No, I'm not, not going there. And then it left. It's interesting, isn't it? So moving on. <clears throat> you see, when you act, you, I said, you risk getting rejected, okay? Why? Because people are hurt. Now, I remember uh, seeing a counsellor once, and the counsellor once said to me, hurting people want to hurt. So if you go to love someone, if you make that choice and step out of compassion and actually try to love someone, Mm -hmm. okay, they're not going to want to hear you. There's a good chance they're not going to say, yeah, I've heard it all before, don't want to hear it, go away. Okay? But... They might actually be rude to you. You might get offended. What do you do then? Now the Bible's clear on many of this stuff. And that was that love in action. If they don't want to hear you, so what? You can pray for them. And if they don't want you to pray for them, be nice to them. There is uh, one verse comes to mind where it says that um, be nice to your enemies because in doing so you heap burning coals on their head. Okay. No, it's not an issue of judgment. You know, the funny thing is the law of Moses. A lot of people say that's the law. But the thing is God was trying to bring about a fair recompense. He's trying to bring about Grace. When someone's hurting, what do they do? They get angry. When they get angry, they build up that hatred, that violence. What do they do? They don't go back and give you recompense for what you did. No, they want to to do it 10 times over. They did this, they did that, no, 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 no. They're gonna build it up to be a mountain. It's gonna be bigger than Ben-Hur, if I can use that analogy. They lash out worse than from the hurt they actually got. But Moses brought about that law, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Why? To prevent unfair retribution. You ever thought of that? Very interesting, isn't it? Because if you didn't do that, oh, you, you hit my finger with the hammer. And then the next thing you know, people get up and start killing each other. What would you kill him for? He hit my finger with a hammer. It was an accident. I know, but it hurt. So... That's the reason why Moses brought about that, because there'd be bodies everywhere, you know? So dare I say, the law was partly gracious. It stopped people from overreaction. Oh, thank you, Lord. So as I said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 38 to 48, I don't think you have this, do you? No, you don't. Oh, no, no, no. 38 to 48, don't worry. Okay, so the only thing that helps is action. So if you want to look up, that up yourself. Being kind and loving by your action gives people time to see their own offence. Loving people, giving to them, being extra kind to them, you're not trying to make them feel bad, it's giving them time to understand their own offence, their own hurt and understanding the truth of what it is and how serious or how small it is. Okay, so be aware of that. It's not that hard. People get offended all the time. Off. hello, I've offended more people than probably the <laughs> devil himself. But I could get angry and lash out or I can choose to accept and say, oh, well, I'll take my foot out of my mouth and I'll be kind to them. And in time, people do come up and say, listen, I need to apologize. I was offended and I asked for your forgiveness. And I said, oh, sorry, what have I done? Half the time, I have no idea. And then I realise, oh my goodness, I did that. Or I said that, listen, please forgive me. If I, if I, if there was ESP in reality, I would have apologised immediately. I'm sorry. Okay. So it's, it's interesting to note that this does happen and just be encouraged. Don't lose yourself. Don't lose your marbles. Don't get cranky. Don't get upset. Relax. Breathe in anger. Let out love. Take it easy. And just act. Act is very important. Remember love is a doing word. Yeah. Now, this is the key which I want to touch on. Love is hard because people don't want to love sometimes. It can be difficult to love, especially when people press your buttons. When people press your buttons and think, I really don't want to love this person. Boy, oh boy, I want to give him a good job. Okay, but you can't do that. One, it's against the law. Two, it's not a Christian thing to do. Okay? So, Ellen, you're in trouble. Uh, but there are going to be times when we are not going to be able to love. Listen, I'll be honest. Sometimes I go, Lord, help me. I can't love. I don't have the strength to. I don't have the power to do it. I don't have the grace on me and how many times uh, those who are parents especially those with a special needs child how many times when you think oh, no i don't want to do it i just you know what i, I just don't have the time no i just don't I don't have the emotional strength the emotional patience i can't deal with it that's when you need to come into god's presence now it's interesting if you look at john 15 remember what i said look at let's look at the ram memory The woman reached out, that was an action of love. She reached out, if only I could touch the hem of his robe, and she was healed. I don't think we've got John 15, have we? No, okay, my apologies guys. You're just gonna have to trust me that I've got the correct word. By praying, that's the step of faith. God help me to love. That is your step of faith. Look to Jesus, he's the one that gives you energy. He's the one that gives you strength to love. John 15, 11 to 12, I have told you these things that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will be full, overflowing. This is my commandment, love each other in the same way that I have loved you. Loving God's way is with compassion. Remember, compassion can grow. and it can fill you with joy. So those that are sad, those that are depressed, may I encourage you, if you want joy, don't focus on yourself, look to another. Look not to, look at another. Find a need of someone. I'm not saying go around the suburbs and see if I'm gonna find someone on the street. If you wanna do that, you do so. But what I'm saying is, in your daily life, you see someone, you look, straight away you stop, straight away you look at the person. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna involve your life in theirs emotionally? Okay, are you gonna do it in action or are you just gonna turn and walk away? Now, hopefully this is encouraging you. I don't want to condemn anyone or convict anyone per se. But at that point, when you actually step out of your comfort zone and go and see someone. Sue, how are you going, you okay today? Everything's fine with you? You look really down at the moment because of, I notice you're crying across the way there. Are you everything all right? giving yourself just out of care, out of attention. You give your true self to that person. And in doing so, what's it doing? Do you know how many times, I know how many times I've actually loved someone out out of, of, that's totally out of my character to say, but I've given myself out, out of myself to someone and I've seen them change and that's filled me with such joy. It's funny when you give yourself to someone and there's like a positive response out of it and you see them change. It fills you with a sense of joy. Wow, I actually made an impact in someone's life. So guys, please be aware of that, it does work. It does touch you. It does impact lives of people. Be encouraged, your actions do impact people's lives. So, okay, I think I did well, Pastor Jason. I'm only five minutes over. So today, guys, as we close, I want to pray for some people if I can. I want to pray that Lord, the Lord can help you to love people. Now, something that came to me whilst I was coming here to church, it's not just I want to pray for people that need God to help them to love people, but I also want to pray for people that want to be loved. There are so many people out there that believe the lies of the enemy, that believe they're not worthy, mm-hmm. believe they're not justified, believe they're, this is their lot in life and nothing else is gonna change. That's a lie from the pit of hell you are worthy you do deserve to be loved you do deserve to have a life better than what you have now do not believe any doubts from the enemy do not allow the spirit of fear to see your heart and to stop that compassion from growing so today Holy Spirit, I thank you right now for those that have never heard of a God that loves you. Today, if no one's ever heard of the love of Jesus and how he gave his, heart, his life to you, if you've never understood that, or if you've walked away or if your heart is seared because of the pain of life and you want to feel compassion once again for your fellow brothers and sisters, I ask that as we pray right now that those that want prayer can come down and I'll pray for you. So will Pastor Jason and Tara and Inga and all the prayer team. For those that want to be touched by the love of God. For those that want to grow in God's love. For those that have a pounding in their heart feeling, man, there's a sense of anxiety. There's a sense of, I don't know why, but my heart's pounding. That is the spirit of God telling you, come.